How's it going, folks? This is the Point Being Broadcast. My name is Edward Salaya. I'm your opinion writer here at the Arizona Daily Star. I'm joined here by our cartoonist, David Fitzsimmons. Hello, faithful listeners. How are y'all doing? So our usual host, Sarah Garrett Gasson, is still on vacation out in our nation's capital, Maryland, Virginia. Virginia. East Coast, right? Williamsburg? Somewhere where they have public transport. <laughs> I hope she's having a good time. We're I, I having so a too. we're having a good time. We are having a good old time. Yeah, here. we're all working three times as hard because uh, Mama ain't here. That's right, hard. <laughs> <laughs> now the things that have been putting us to work this week yeah. specifically have been good old President Trump. Wow, top Ooh. of the news yet again. Every minute of our waking, it's lives. a surprise. You know, that's the one. Probably his greatest skill is just keeping himself relevant. I, yeah, I think so. And, you know, uh, wow, this whole story. Uh, well, today it is, today is, is it Wednesday? Today is, is Tuesday? Tuesday. Where are we, man? I, You'll be hearing I'm this just a, Wednesday. Okay. So it's Tuesday. So uh, Speaker Pelosi, uh, as of this recording, was about to speak about an impeachment inquiry. I believe she already? as we are speaking right now, it was at five o'clock Eastern. Yeah. She was going to announce the, uh, the introduction into, uh, they're going to introduce uh, articles of impeachment. Yes, it's. Uh, I think it's exciting historically. Uh, do you think it's a smart move? What do you think, Edward? I keep vacillating back and forth on this. Yeah. Right oh, I now, do too. Um, right now, I, I just think that nobody really cares. I think that <laughs> I think people like you and me, and people that kind of follow the everyday, yeah, they care. Yeah. I think that's about 15% of Americans. Oh, I think that's so interesting you say that. I, I was uh, sucked into watching a little cable news while I was drawing this morning. And that's why I was thinking that so much of the conversation that I hear was so inside baseball. as though, And, and everyone involved in the conversation among the talking, talking heads assumes that the vast, that the, the masses, Vox Populi, mm-hmm. uh, is following all of this as closely uh, as we are. And, you know, I think that's where Trump is a genius. He realizes that that's not the case, that most of us have a superficial grasp. And, hey, why not play the rascal? I totally agree. I think that um, the people that are going to care about this, uh, we're going to care regardless of if he was impeached or not or if these articles were introduced or not. Uh, I think that the people that care about it on his side um, are only going to get his version of, of what, what's going on. Uh, right. I think tomorrow when they release the, um, oh, the transcript, the transcript yeah. of the, uh, the conversation between himself and the Ukrainian president, I think there will probably be stuff that any other president would probably, you know, shy away from and be pretty embarrassed yeah. from. Yeah. And he'll just embrace it, go about his very day. Uh, and there, and his supporters will, uh, you know, jump to the, to the defense of him. Uh, oh, I just don't yeah. see, I just don't see this moving the needle at all. Yeah. I think it, a month ago I did. Yeah. I think uh, the only way it could move the needle would be in the future when the inquiry begins to quiz certain individuals and bring them down to the house of representatives to testify. And then uh, the dam might break. See, I, I was going to say more than even the articles impeach of impeachment being introduced. I, I thought the news, um, broken by Adam Schiff today nah. of the whistleblower potentially wanting to uh, 
to testify in front of Congress. Yeah. Um, I think that could be uh, more substantive. Yeah, I think. What's her name? Blasey Ford? <laughs> Well, they're they're not saying who this gentleman yeah. is. They yeah. have clarified it is a, a him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but supposedly there was more than just this call that are that's in the the whistleblower's report. Supposedly it was a pattern of behavior or yeah. something having to do. I've heard up to six. Yeah. Now I, I'm wondering because uh, you follow the news so closely. Were you as horrified as uh, I was as the story unfolded. I, you know, I was like, my God, this does, it is absolutely despicable, treasonous, disgusting. It's bribery. It's extortion on and on and on. As far as we know. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was, uh, I I thought it spoke to Trump's, if this is all true, it spoke to his brazenness that it was, it happened all the day after Mueller (laughs) testified before Congress. Um, you know, I mean, he's basically doing what he was being accused of <laughs> right. in the first place. Home free. So I think, um, I think just the fact that he feels the wantonness to be able to do that, um, probably points to the fact that even if the house passes these articles of impeachment and the Senate ends up doing nothing, that we're right back at square one at the end of this. Thing. Yeah. Well, my only hope is. That as it proceeds uh, through the, I guess the fall, maybe a little bit of the spring. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that it might uh, ding his his armor a bit. But as I was saying uh, before we started recording, when I uh, drove in, I, I uh, turned the dial to Rush Limbaugh. Talent on loan <laughs> from God. Alone. And he uh, was uh, arguing that uh, this uh, impeachment inquiry is being launched over no factual information. And he, then he argued that this, oh, this is just, this is going to be just like the, the Mueller report. Uh, uh, there was no collusion. The Mueller report proved nothing. And of course, he's, he's, he, he's stated that blatant lie shamelessly, as we'll hear it over and over again, right? That the Mueller report proved nothing wrong. It, obviously, he, he, you know, it's, it's not true. Um, but in, in a perhaps more meta sense, what he's yeah. getting at is that, there's just nothing that that's big enough to stick so far. There is just nothing. Right. Yeah. They, uh, Reagan was the Teflon president. I think Trump yeah. is that times ten. Yeah. Um, and I think part of it has to do with just there is so much. There are so many inquiries into his taxes, into his uh, you know, into the emol- emoluments that there is just so much going on that I think the normal person or even the person that halfway follows this just kind of throws their hands up, says, you know, he's probably guilty of something, but right. what the hey, what you going to do? Yeah. Another one? Another one? Another one I from Geico. I think picking on a good man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're picking on a man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, other than that. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, this has to do with Ukraine and what some of the Trump folks have kind of almost ran interference with as a kind of, uh, a, a, a parallel story. Um, Giuliani? No, oh, I was thinking more um, of Biden's son oh, uh, and yeah. his connections yeah. uh, with the Ukrainian energy uh, energy group yeah. and the investigation that was being done. A lot of conservatives have kind of run up this like parallel conspiracy theory that it's really Joe Biden that is the, you know, should be the center of, of, of well, what the What do you think of that? Group. Is there a there there or is it just smoke? <sighs> I don't. I think it doesn't look good. Um, right. 
However, he's not the vice president anymore. Um, this, you know, this is all. Yeah. Uh, 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 this is all being accused of when he was the vice president, and his son uh, was, you know, had ties to this energy group. And old story. I think it's an old story, and I think that it. it now the the big contention is that oh Biden removed a prosecutor that was you know he yeah. he might have done something that really the United Nations the World Bank the IMF the United States and other world powers wanted this guy gone because he was ineffective at prosecuting this case yeah. so really it would have done no good to right. Biden, to Biden's son if they had gotten a, a competent prosecutor onto this case I think you've already lost voters because that was more than it's, one sentence to explain that it's, story <laughs> you know what it is it's the it's the John Kerry I voted against the Iraq war before oh, it I voted is for yes it. yeah that's a good comparison. is that there's there's levels of nuance to it yeah it's obviously not great complicated you know it doesn't look great on the surface no. to have a vice president's son on a on somebody's board but at the same time, if you look at the actual reasoning behind yeah. the removal of this person, hey, there well, is no there. there. Now we mentioned it. Uh, let me take this sideways. What do you think of uh, Warren uh, doing better in the polls oh. in Iowa than Mr. Biden? As a Mr. Edward Salaya person, just just rip, you, just just me, you. Um, I I like it um, as the paragon of liberal <laughs> thought here. Yeah. Uh, in Tucson, Arizona, I, I'm a I'm a little bit wary. Yeah. Um, I think she may be peaking early too, just from a, a horse horse race standpoint. Yeah, but I think she's she's got the the energy of the young people. She's she's kind of stealing Bernie's thunder in that in that yeah, way. She's so got energy herself. She does not come off as a 69, 70 year old woman. She's, she does not. She's looks. And and acts like fifteen years younger. She's got that energy. Yes. She reminds me of all those lean, wiry teachers I had in high school who oh were awesome. You know, just full of energy. And it's like, wow. Um the you know, and that kind of speaks to one thing that I really like about her. I like her professor her professor niche ish. Yeah. Um but Good I mind. think I think there are some people, like the people that maybe didn't get A's and B's in school, <laughs> that's true. that might not like that. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, yeah. And that that's a little bit of a turnoff. But um, I like Trump supporters. Yeah. <laughs> was that a generalization? <laughs> we won't cut it. Yeah. Um, I just think that uh, in the in the long run, in the for the general election. I'm still not all the way sold on her being electable. Yeah, that's a key word, electable. Well, mm -hmm. the field's going to narrow with the next debate. The field that, will narrow. That's going to be interesting. De Blasio out. What a loss. What a loss. <laughs> wow, poor New York City. That's all I can say. Man, oh, man. My favorite uh, like polling result was within yeah. both New York City and the state of New York. He was, I think, <laughs> the week of him pulling out. <laughs> He was polling at 0%. Zero percent. That's really bad. <laughs> that um, includes your family. I mean, eventually <laughs> New Yorkers end up hating all of their mayors. I yes. think that's kind of like, uh, that is a I, rule. Yeah, right. Yeah, that is a habit. Um, but, to, I mean, he's not even out of office yet. So I yeah. I, 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 I kind of like some of the things he had to say every once in a while, but he's 
it's funny to, just yeah. to see him go. Well, you know, I want to double back because we're talking about Ukraine, which moved me to think about what I had to miss last week oh. when Christian Amanpour was in Tucson and gave a talk. <sighs> were, were you able to catch that? Her and that golden voice. It was a great, it was great. It was yeah. a great little what, event. What was her, uh, what'd she talk about? Uh, she talked about press freedoms and how, um, oh. how obviously they're important, but yeah. as somebody like her that's, Served in, or that's, uh, um, I guess, served. I don't, I don't know the mm. real term. Uh, in countries around the world where dictators and strong men have been, you know, yeah. the people in charge, that the first thing to go is always the truth. Always, yeah. that's always in some form, whether it be through you know dictates by the state, yeah. um, saying that news by unstate regulated agencies is fake. There's, yeah. a, it's always the first thing to end up going. Huh. Um, so that was interesting. Another interesting uh, thing that kind of happened, and it wasn't it wasn't Miss Christiane that uh, that brought it up. In, in introducing Miss Amanpour, uh, the U of A's president Robert Robbins got up and basically said, "Hey, press freedom, good huh. thing," and yeah. kind of led that into how uh, with Andrew Wiles uh, Integrative Medicine Center, that's a really great thing, and that. The University of Arizona School of Journalism should have something just like that. Wow. A big building. Wow. We could almost like something they have at a, a university up north. Well, the Cronkite School. The, right? oh my God, that's it. Wow. So, so if. Huh. Uh, if where where would like, it be? What would it be? So. Was there a news story? Was this reported? This you is know, interesting. That, that's real, real interesting you bring that up. If you were to log on to Tucson.com right now and read the latest Daily Word, the Daily Word for September 24th, uh-huh. you would see. Who writes that? I believe it's Edward Salai. Never good heard look, of him. Good looking guy. Slacker. A yeah. little bit, you know, getting a little pudgy around the middle. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so basically the name of – or the proposed name, an idea of, of this building has been kicked around since 2012 according to um, the current director of the journalism school. But with Robbins getting up, I was able to get a little bit more information out of everybody. They want to call it the iHub Okay, yeah, it must be something that millennials will understand, but over my head completely. I I feel like you you got to give a little money to Apple if you want to do something like that, though. Um, (laughs) iHub? What's the I for? Information. No, I was so smart. So it would bring together the School of Journalism, the School of Communication, uh, and information systems as well. And then also the Arizona uh, Arizona Public Media uh-huh. Center. Oh, yeah. So it would be all under one roof. Uh, wow. I'm not sure how high that roof would be as far as stories. But that is the proposed goal. Um, however, wow. there's no deadline. There's no estimated cost. There's oh. no even design. Well, Supposedly right now it is just in the conceptual. That sounds places. exciting. It sounds like... Uh, the University of Arizona and Journalism School, they're thinking about the future, if not the present. They're thinking about the future, and more than anything, the big thing, I they, by, by proposing something like this, they are finally acknowledging that, yes, ASU, in doing what they've done with the Walter Cronkite School, are, yeah. are just ahead of the game. Absolutely. They, they're way ahead of where we are oh, right now. That's and an awesome facility. It's beautiful. It is um, beautiful. And as somebody that visited both UCLA and Wait, UCLA, I, I'm sorry, I got to interrupt. Can we cut that? I can't believe I said something positive <sighs> about something in Phoenix, and particularly <laughs> ASU. 
I can cut that out because yeah. I know my my mom and dad, and especially my dad's side of the family, will kill me for this. Okay. But but I, I sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I just think that it's it's real important that more more so than even acknowledging the the things that are good about the J school at the yeah. U of A, it's good to acknowledge the deficiencies sometimes because be that's the only way to address any of this. Sort right. Of. Um, and as a recent graduate, somebody that's come out of this in the last four months, yeah. I think it's something that is totally welcome. Uh, and I think, in fact, I know there are plenty of students now that would be looking uh, more towards the U of A than they would be ASU. I mean, we're talking students here at Pima Community College yeah. and in you know and at Tucson yeah. High Schools that would probably be like, hey, now I've got something in my own backyard. Yes. Uh, Instead of having to go up to... And it could recover its standing as an outstanding journalism college, right? I like it. Yeah. We got to give it a name. You got to ask Savannah Guthrie for those naming rights. Yeah, the Savannah Guthrie School of Journalism. Yeah, you just got to. Great idea. That would guarantee she could maybe retire, maybe take a fellowship, Maybe. maybe teach here. I know her mom was at the uh, the the last singer the the oh she was yeah she was there so there's still a connection obviously wow. um, so you know Savannah if you're listening to this and I know you are uh, think about it yeah that's better than like the, the Martha Vasquez school sure. <laughs> what about the David Fitzsimmons <laughs> school <laughs> of yoinalism. <laughs> Oh, that is funny. School of something. Or <laughs> school, of, school of gym rats and nonsense. <laughs> oh. All right. So what else big has been going on in Tucson this week? Absolutely Maybe. nothing. But I haven't been getting letters. You've been getting letters? I've been getting letters, yeah. Let's hear I've got about two these letters. letters. They're very brief. They're very brief. And they're they're kind of irritating because they're, they're fan mail. And I, I don't understand. I think my haters have given up. What? I think they've just given up. I think they've moved on to me. Oh, I hope so. I used to get flooded with hate mail. They've just given up. Now all I get is just praise. One thing I... Did you get good hate mail? You know, more than anything, with Sarah being gone, I've been getting hate phone calls. Oh, lucky She really is the stopgap for me in these phone calls because, I mean, people just calling and wanting to have their... Their letters taken down because they sent in a correction three hours later. Wow. It's, uh, but anyway. So what's, do you use, uh, I used to call, when I would answer those calls, I would use my funeral home director's voice. Hello, this is David Fitzsimmons. Very patient. Can I help you through your grief process? I'll register your complaint in our complaint registry. (laughs) Mine is kind of the, like, Double Tree uh, Welcome <laughs> Committee. Hey, how's it going? This is Eddie Salaya here with the Opinions <laughs> Desk. How can I help you? Oh, I can't be mad now. He's too darn cheerful. I try to disarm them. And then after that, if that doesn't work, it's just kind of like, hey, you're yeah. kind of taking me from my other work. Oh, yes, yes, If yes. you could jump off the phone, that'd be <laughs> oh, best yeah. for both of but us. But you know that's in your job description, mental yeah, health yes. mental health counselor. Ugh. <sighs> Well, yeah. well, I think everybody else's is doing Here, envy me this. Let's see. Here's a letter from Mike. Mr. Fitzsimmons, borders don't stop us from being human. Your cartoon encapsulates that. Excellent. Thanks so much. When I read your columns, 
I quell. <laughs> Whoa. I quell? Whoa. I'm not quite sure what that means, but... I quell. I just, I would never let anyone catch me doing that in gym class. <laughs> Second letter. Dear David, as a long-time admirer of your political cartoons, I have to say today's is brilliant and one of my all-time favorites. Thank you, Sarah Gasson. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. For Sarah. real, so that was yeah. a great cartoon. Yeah, thanks. I, I thought the Tiananmen Square kind of illusion yeah. really – and I noticed that um, – so I see – because I'm your friend on Facebook. Yeah. Look up David on Facebook. No. Um, I see the evolution of your cartoons from where they kind of start because I noticed that ah. there uh, – on the original one, there was no added flags to the sections of wall. Yeah. got – um, and in the the original one too, there was a little bit more detail in the background. I don't know what ends up getting yeah. end up getting cut in the. What can you kind of explain how how those evolved into Absolutely. print? Absolutely. Uh, um, when I when I discovered Facebook a century ago, um, I used it to uh, at a first century to, is to, ten years. Kids. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I used it to uh, promote my cartoons with linking to the cartoons. But then I also began to use it to uh, communicate with fans, readers, and thoughtful people. Mm -hmm. And I adopted the habit of occasionally putting up a cartoon on Facebook to sort of vet the cartoon mm. uh, to see how people would respond to it, and also so I could see it online mm -hmm. before I would do the more finished cartoon, which would appear on the Arizona Daily Star. Uh, and in this instance, uh, when I saw the cartoon online, I thought to myself that those sections of wall that the uh, Native American uh, was uh, standing against, uh, I kind of want them to be identified as uh, rep representing an American policy. So that's why I put the flag on it. Uh -huh. And I think it also uh, conveyed the notion of how uh, courageous resistance to this would be. I mm -hmm. mean, not only is it uh, resistance to a, to a uh, rust-colored wall, but it's a resistance to uh, a move by the federal government uh, itself. And uh, also, I wanted to visually uh, simplify the cartoon, which has been really hard for me as an artist and a writer through the years. I don't know if you find this is the case, but I remember when I was young, I'd fall in love with a phrase or an image or a line. I'm never going to cut it. But uh, now that I'm older, it's like, cut, cut, cut. Kill Keep your babies. Lean. Yeah, yep. kill your babies. Keep it as seen, as simple uh, and as visually clean uh, as possible. Just uh, just to that point in my writing, yeah. I always, always pick out a line or two that I know after, you know, going after I'm done writing it, uh -huh. going through reading, that I, I, I always, at least two of them, that I fight with myself. One of these uh, has to go. One of them's got to go. Oh, that's so tough. So I, 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 Sophie's choice on top of killing your babies. Yeah. So I really yeah. get into it. Yeah. Um, also about Facebook, and I've kind of noticed this as well. Are you How, on Facebook, Eddie? I am. Yeah. I am. You know, I don't have my own professional page, though, yeah. um, which I probably should now that I'm actually saying that out loud. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but at the same time, the one of the questions I have for you is how do you deal with people that interact with you on that Facebook page, especially people that are, are super critical and maybe not even critical in a constructive way, more just like being <laughs> trolls. How do you deal with well, that sort uh, of thing? That's a really good question because uh, I'm proud of uh, my approach now. 
But I have to say, in the past, occasionally I would bicker with folks <laughs> uh, on Facebook. Uh -huh. But then I came to think, hey, I've got this amazing pulpit. I've said my piece. If you want to rip me, go ahead. And I, I came to notice that other Facebook friends would join in that conversation with the critic. And so mm -hmm. I wouldn't have to uh, engage. Uh, also, uh, I found more than once uh -huh. when I would uh, follow uh, the uh, Facebook page of the poster, uh -huh. I would find a phony Facebook page. Yeah. I would find a, a character who was just created for that day and for that one comment, which I thought, wow, that is really... A, what a, a winner. What a winner, and yeah. what a strange part of uh, the modern internet life uh, that, we, that we we have to suffer these kind of trolls and bots. Yeah. yeah. Well, the reason I bring it up, too, is just because I think there's... Um, I think there is a benefit not to addressing the troll trolls, the ones that don't have anything that they're yeah. really trying to, to add to the conversation. But a lot of times I'll see on Tim Steller's Facebook page or his Twitter page um, that there is usually a robust debate. And I'm, I'm just trying to, yeah. to, to drive that onto mine, my Facebook and, and Twitter accounts a little bit more. Oh, excellent. Um, and I, I don't know if I need more crazy people from high school that I need to add so that yeah. they'll be like, oh, my God, Eddie's still liberal and saying this crazy stuff. Or if it's more like, do I reach out to the boomers and make friends with them? Oh, that's that's Because they are the ones that argue on Facebook. The it's ones. not really. They've got the time. It's not the Gen Z kids. It's not, right. the, it's not the millennials. It's, it's the other yeah. folks. Yeah. And you know what, what you're describing also to me represents uh, the millennial versus boomer aspect of modern society. Totally. Which uh, I'm beginning to sense more and more, particularly when I listen to my sons and my son's friends and my daughter and her friends as well. Uh, not to be hyperbolic, but it wouldn't surprise me if, if things continue as they are. It wouldn't surprise me in a couple of years if there was a kind of a a velvet revolution against boomers because millennials do not like no, boomers no. and the planet they've left them, the corrupt government they're tolerating, mm -mm. the uh, low-wage economy they've uh, given them. I get it. We're going to eat you, Dave. <laughs> and deservedly so. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be the traitor to my own who will point the way. They're over there. They're, they're right here. We're over there at that really nice restaurant. <laughs> leaving a poor tip for that millennial uh, waiter. <laughs> He's going to be the, uh, you're going to be the, the human and avatar, man. You're going to side <laughs> with the avatars. I oh, like yeah. it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh man. Well, that's, that's really all the material I've got for this week. Yeah, me, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm just, I'm excited about this impeachment inquiry. I can't, I, I can't wait until, although next week you're not going to be here for this. That's true. I will have left the country. I will have fled. Can you tell the folks? Can you tell our viewers? Our, yes. Me, our viewers. listeners. Yes, I'll draw a map. I'm here, and then I'm going to be there. Uh, <laughs> I am uh, I'm going to Paris. I'm going to be a guest of the French government. What? Uh, as a cartoonist, because I drew a cartoon featuring Mohammed uh, oh, many years ago. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm going to attend a global cartooning forum in Paris, and then... With uh, a thousand other or so cartoonists, uh, we're going to gather in a farming village south of Paris called uh, saint Use de Martel, and uh, we are going to uh, be put up by French families in their homes, 
And uh, we're just going to have a festival of satirical cartoons. That is so cool. It is cool. I'm going to see some uh, old friends uh, from around the planet. And uh, the cartoonist who's judged to be the best cartoonist in the world wins a cow. For real? Yeah. Yeah. How do they judge the best cartoonist in the world? (laughs) Exactly. Because this will be my first time, but when I've seen uh, videos or images from this festival, (laughs) it looks very informal. (laughs) So I think it's probably, I don't know, they they throw the empty wine bottles into a bucket (laughs) and uh, give them a head count. I I, feel like they've tricked you into just coming to the running of the cows. And that they're just going to like, hey... (laughs) The females want to uh, look at you guys, too. <laughs> yeah. They want to run at you. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be fun. So sadly, I won't be here to welcome uh, Sarah back. I think it'll just be me and Sarah. We might try and bring it. You know, without you, we'll probably need to bring in a, an outsized personality, a Caitlin oh, or, a, or a Kurt idea. again. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. All right, then, folks. Well, until next week, then, um, I'm Edward Celaya, and you can reach me uh, both on Facebook and on Twitter at reportereddy.com. Hey, I have a question for you, yeah. Eddie. Yeah, what's do, up? These, do the opinions expressed reflect <laughs> <laughs> our views? Or? You know, the, the opinions expressed here represent us, but they do not necessarily represent the views of Lee Enterprises. Oh, okay. That's, or, that's or Gannett, yeah. or whoever, whoever. Whoever. This week. Yeah. Yeah. So, Who are you again? I think I'm Eddie. Edward. <laughs> Still call me Eddie. Yeah. Uh, I'm Dave Fitzsimmons, editorial cartoonist, uh, Tuner, T-O-O-N-E-R, at Tucson.com. All right. Well, for Sarah Garrett Gasson, I'm Edward Salaya. You folks have yourselves a good week. Au revoir.